We warned you yesterday that we weren't happy with the leverage and that there would be some kind of pullback. And here we are today. We've got the bubbles completely red. The good news is that the leverage is mm, flashing itself out the system. It's not completely out the system. And now we've got Bitcoin struggling to stay above $51,000 and people are getting nervous. Well, more, more accurately, Capo is getting nervous. He says very strong selling pressure here. The market looks heavy. Break below 50 is bearish confirmation that would take the price to 45. I'm totally out the market. Question is whether this is the end of a dip or whether there's more of this dip left. We call the dip and today I'm going to tell you when this dip is going to end. Then, you know, I'm very skeptical about Deepin. I'm super bullish, but I'm also very skeptical about any project which talks about Deepin, right? And specifically because I think there's a lot of projects that claim to be decentralized physical infrastructure projects, but they're never going to get product market fits. But there is one sector in this deeper narrative that I think I'm actually not bullish enough about and that I should be buying a whole lot more. And I'm going to talk to you about that specific sector within Deepin. And I'm going to give you six or seven tokens that I'm actually going to start buying immediately in this narrative. So we've got a lot to do today. If you're not tapping, tap. Let's go. Someone says Kappa is still calling for 12,000. It's true. So if you've, if you're still, if you've been on the Kappa camp and you've been waiting for 12,000, you've missed this beautiful run. If you've been with us, by now you should be one quarter of the way to wife changing money. You should be at least one quarter of the way to wife changing money. Actually, funny enough, I looked at my portfolio today and I realized that I'm, for the first time in a long time, more than 50% of where I was at the peak, peak, peak of the 2021 run. So catching up and catching up really, 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 really fast. So this is a good thing. Let me know in the comments how your portfolios are doing relative to where you guys were uh, in, the last, in the last bull market. Let me know if, you're, if you've reached the top. Let me know if you've made more money. I really want to get a feel for how you guys are doing here in the comments. Uh, I want to get a, a real feel for how it's going. Um, before we start today, I've got some amazing news for you guys. Very, very, very good news. The good news is that we have a winner in the Solana competition. Remember, you had to predict the price of Solana uh, on the 8th of Feb. The price was 101.73. The winner is Bybit account 12343181800. And because they were trading on Bybit, they do now get the full $10,000. So whoever you are, you need to confirm your, your address at giveaways at cryptobanter.com and then you'll get the $10,000 deposited into your account. Uh, that's uh, UID number 12343 Also, even better news. Listen, if you want to win a full Bitcoin, we've brought back the full Bitcoin competition. All you do is you go to Banter Bubbles, you click on the price, you click on that winner Bitcoin, you guess the price of Bitcoin on the 15th of May 2025. If you get it right, you get half a Bitcoin. If you've taken 10 trades on your Bybit, BitGet, OKX, uh, Evo account, we're going to add CoinW, we're going to add all the other exchanges. Uh, any any exchange, any crypto banter exchange partner with any crypto banter link, you can uh, you can uh, uh, enter the competition, predict the price of Bitcoin. You get five predictions per account, and you can win yourself a full Bitcoin. So we gave away a full Bitcoin in December. We gave away ten thousand dollars worth of Sol now, and now we're going to give you a, another chance to win a Bitcoin. Crazy, crazy. Where else? Where else do you guys get so many opportunities? Okay, before we start today, and there's a lot of alpha today, there's a lot of alpha today, two quick announcements. First announcement is BetSwap. 
I've been telling these guys to do an airdrop for a long time. And finally, they've got an airdrop. So if you want to, to uh, participate in the airdrop, go and sign up, go and refer a friend, go and get these airdrop points. And then you guys are gonna, you, can, you guys can get uh, airdrop points. Also, what you can win a Tesla as well. Tesla is and a Cybertruck. Or a Cybertruck. So listen, so go now. Go right now. Let me just see. Yeah. Go right now to BetSwap and go and sign up and refer friends and start earning airdrop points. This is going to be a very, very, very significant airdrop. Very, very, very significant airdrop. Massive, massive, massive. So go and do it. Also, go and look at their token. Their token has performed amazingly since I told you to buy it. And I'm telling you again, don't get caught before, Don't get caught when it's too late. And I will tell you late, later in the show why I'm so bullish about this. Anyway, let's talk about the serious business of the day. We're going to talk about this correction. We're going to talk about a deeper narrative that I think I'm not bullish enough about. We're going to talk about uh, six or seven altcoins that I'm going to be buying in this narrative and you should be buying with me. Uh, we're going to talk about when this dump is going to end. Lots to do today. Lots to do today. Um, people are saying congratulations. Awesome. It's amazing. Congratulations. Which other channel gave a Bitcoin away in December? Gave you $10,000 worth of Solana in February and is going to give away another Bitcoin in May. Go, guys. Just go and sign up to any exchange partner and go and predict. Anyway, let's get on with the alpha of the show. So um, where are we? Yesterday, we told you there was going to be there was too much leverage. I told you I wasn't comfortable. There's going to be a pullback. And I told you, don't worry when the pullback comes. It's a buying opportunity. And it may be one of the final buying opportunities before we go into the parabolic stage of the bull market. And the reason why I said that is because I know this phase in the cycle. And I kind of want to show you what happens in this phase in the cycle. So this is the two previous cycles. In this point, you're going to get a flash out and you're going to get a flash out. But then when you get the recovery, the recovery is quite aggressive. So it's very important that if you're going to do your buying, you start doing it in this dip. I don't know if this dip's over. There is still a lot of leverage in the system. We've got, I mean, just have a look here. Uh, in fact, I can tell you, I don't think that this dip is exactly over. We were at a high of 14.6 billion on the aggregated open interest which excludes Bitcoin and ETH, we're only down to 12.78 billion. You remember my comfort levels were around under 10 billion. And we're right now a little bit, a little bit too high in terms of the leverage for me. So I think this, this um, correction is going to continue a little bit. You can see funding rates have gone back to normal. So you can see like funding rates have gone back to normal. Um, not even normal, they, they just seem a little bit more realistic but still not low, no, not low enough for me to say that it's over. And that's why when you look at Bitcoin right now, it's struggling to keep the 51,000. In fact, I saw this, which I thought was super, super funny. Um, this is Bitcoin trying to hold on to the 51,000 level to bounce off support. This is exactly how it feels right now, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly how it feels. So that's really where we are. I'm not surprised. Why am I not surprised? Guys, we're up 37% in less than three weeks on Bitcoin. We're going to have a correction. The leverage was crazy, 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 crazy. You can't just keep going up only without a correction. And certainly you can't do that early in the cycle. Later on in the cycle, if this happened, I would have said to you guys, we can carry on buying. Yesterday I said to you, I'm not comfortable to carry on buying because of what's going on in the leverage. What you'll see is that what's happening here is we're just resetting on the RSIs. So the four-hour four RSIs, they went from overheated, they started to come down. But on the weekly and the daily, look at the 24 hours, we're still high on the RSIs. On the weekly, we're still very, very, very high on the RSIs. So I'm not convinced that this dip is over. I would love for it to continue. I would love, 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 love for this dip to continue. So we can actually do some last-minute buying before the actual parabolic bull run happens. Um, 
That's it. I don't think it's going to be a very aggressive, crazy, crazy dip. I don't think we're getting another 30% down or 20% down. I think this is just going to be a quick leverage flush and we're going to continue. And when we continue, we must just keep, like, we must just keep our wits about ourselves. Remember, get perspective. This is the closest to its prior all-time high pre-halving uh, than Bitcoin has ever been. So we've never been so close to the all-time high in a pre-halving rally ever. So that's the first bit of perspective that you need to be keeping. Ethereum is still very, very, very close to $3,000. So Ethereum is actually starting to have its run. As Rect Capital says, technically, the retest is still in progress, especially if it's a more volatile one. So Bitcoin, he says, he's still retesting this level over here, which was a support resistance level, which we said we were testing yesterday. I don't know if Bitcoin's going to hold that level, to be honest. And then, I mean, the main thing that you need to just remember is last week when Bitcoin, last week, last week, when Bitcoin hit $50,000, that was you guys. This week, Bitcoin hit $50,000. That's you guys. So guys, chill, relax. Let's just keep perspective about ourselves. We're back down to levels. In fact, let's go look at where the, which le when was the time that we broke the $50,000 level. I think it was like a week ago. So when did we break $50,000 for the first time? Uh, it was, yeah, it was 12th of Feb. I mean, that was, that was like a week ago. And now everyone's like, oh my God, we're, we're at 51,000. Relax. Let's get the leverage out of the system. Hopefully the leverage will flush itself out in the next two to three days. This is not going to be a very long correction, or at least I don't see it being a very long correction unless anything changes. That's it. We just got to ride this out. Let the leverage flush out. If you see any buying opportunities, you grab them with both hands. And I'm going to show you a couple of buying opportunities later. If not, um, uh, someone says, Gabby, Gabby says, Ran sees the future. I don't see the future. I've just been here before. And because I've been here before, I know exactly what's, well, I don't know exactly, but I, I can tell what's going to happen. And I think this bull market, we've, ca we've called it so right. We've called, like we've really called this one right. And I really hope that it continues. I really hope that it continues. You know what I also hope continues is the ETF inflows. So where are we when it comes to ETF inflows? Uh, another good day yesterday, 135 million net inflow. Not as strong as the last couple of weeks, but still, still a decent day. Where are we in total? 106,700 new bit or Bitcoin are locked up in the new ETFs. We continue. Um, we remember it's a shorter week this week and it's a shorter month. So remember that this week was a, a holiday on Monday in the United States and it's a shorter month because it's February. And it's, but it's a long February, but it's still February. It's still, it's a leap year. So it's 29 days in February, but it's still February. So it's still quite a, a, a short, a short month. Okay. Let's get on to the business of the day today because I think the biggest event today, the biggest event today is that Kyle is letting in people for free in his whale school. That's not really the biggest event. But if you haven't already signed up to Kyle's whale school, do yourselves a favor. Click on this video. So it's still quite go to the section here which says uh, whale school. Sign up to Kyle's Well School. This Well School should cost $3,000. He's giving it away for free. It's the last time he's giving it away for free. If you click here, just sign up with your email address. Just sign up with your email address. Um, you've got six days to sign up and get ac accepted. And then uh, the, the, the Well School actually starts and then you're out. Okay, but that wasn't really the big event. Let's talk about the actual real big event on the day. But have you signed up for Well School yet? Sign up for Well School before it's too late. I'm waiting. Have you signed up yet? Go and sign up. No, I'm kidding. Okay, Let, let's get on with the, with the alpha. But promise me you'll sign up. So um, there is a massive event today. Such a big event that CNBC is actually treating this event 
like a Super Bowl. It's like a countdown. And what is the event? The event is NVIDIA earnings. Now, it's quite, it is quite a big thing. It, it really is quite a big thing because NVIDIA has been the stock that has led the market to the stock markets to Valhalla. And you can see that this stock has performed better than most of your crypto tokens, right? So if we look at NVIDIA since October, it's performed pretty much like Solana has performed. Like it's, it's 600% up. And there are massive, massive, massive expectations today on NVIDIA. Massive expectations. So let's just look at the expectations. They are expecting the numbers that the analysts are expecting. Revenue, $20.6 billion, up 240% from last year. Just imagine that. From $6 billion to $20.6 billion. Then earnings per share from $0.57 cents last year to $4.63 this year. Okay, this is serious, serious, serious expectations. And if NVIDIA performs well, the market continues to run. But if NVIDIA doesn't perform, we are in this scenario over here. It's not looking good, brave. It's not looking good, brave. If NVIDIA does not perform in these earnings, it's not looking good, brave. It's, it's not looking good. You can see that this has been the darling that has kept the whole stock market uh, up, actually. And the options are so confused. They're saying there's going to be a $200 billion swing after the, after the, 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 the Results are, are, are done. The results are coming out at the end of the stock market, uh, at the stock market closing in uh, the US. Bless you, James. Bless you. Bless you. Um, you can see the, stock, the stock's just opened. It's uh, 1% down. There could be a lot of volatility. And you know what the worst part about all this volatility is? That it's going to impact crypto. Because if NVIDIA outperform expectations, the entire AI narrative in the market completely goes crazy. Now remember, the AI narrative has had a crazy seven days. Like WorldCoin, by the way, my short on WorldCoin must be printing. Hold on a second. Let me actually go to my short. Um, where is my short on WorldCoin? Here it is. It is printing. My short, I told you I took a short on WorldCoin because it went to, uh, up too quickly. Printing, 162% up, $18,000. I should have done more, but I, I went to bed. Uh, I took another short in anticipation of this, uh, these earnings. I took, uh, but this one is, is I'm not in the, in, in the money yet. I'm short uh, Ajax, which is SingularityNet. I've taken a bet that NVIDIA is not going to outperform their earnings and that the AI sector is going to come down. But I'm ready. If they, do, if they do overperform, the AI sector is going to go completely, completely, completely crazy. So keep yourselves, keep your eye on the ball here, especially if you are invested in, in the AI narrative. Keep your eye on the ball specifically when it comes to NVIDIA earnings. Either we're going to go full tilt up or full tilt down based on NVIDIA earnings. If NVIDIA earnings actually come down, then you know what's going to happen. If NVIDIA earnings uh, uh, come down, the AI sector crashes and Bitcoin is also going to start coming down. So keep watching that specifically if you are invested in, uh, in the AI narrative. Remember uh, that NVIDIA basically drives this whole AI, AI narrative. So that's what we need to do. All right, listen, if you're not yet subscribed to the channel, this is a great time to subscribe because the alpha is starting to come. And I see we only have 870 likes. 870 likes divided by 100 is 8.7 tokens. So I'm only going to talk about 8.7 tokens going forward. I'm not talking about more than 8.7 tokens. Unless you want me to talk about it. Then I will talk about it. Unless, unless you want me to talk about it. All right, so... Let's talk about the, the, this narrative that I'm not actually that, that, I, that, that, I'm, that I'm bullish on, 
Um, but I don't think I've been bullish enough on, right? So I said to you, I'm very skeptical of crypto narratives. I think that I've been around for long enough to believe that a lot of the crypto projects and a lot of the crypto problems uh, projects are solving problems that don't actually exist and they don't actually have product market fit. And that's why if we take a real hard look at what we have created in the last couple of years, you can basically narrow it down and say the following. We've created a store of value in Bitcoin. We've created the ability to do smart contracts. We've created the ability to transfer US dollars between one person and another person on chain. That's another, another thing. And we've, we've created the ability for, for people to trade. But other than that, we haven't really got a massive product market fit. We've created NFTs, but we haven't seen any like mainstream crazy NFT projects yet. And so I'm very skeptical when I see crypto problems or when I see crypto narratives. But there is one narrative where I just think I haven't actually been bullish enough. And I need to share this narrative with you guys, because I think that once you see the analysis and the actual tokens that are in this narrative, you're going to become as bullish as I am in this narrative, and you're going to start playing this narrative. So let's talk about it. And it is actually linked to NVIDIA, which is why I spoke about it today. The narrative that I want to, that I want to speak about is this narrative over here. And it's about the, the GPU shortage. Now, as you know, as I said to you, the entire entire NASDAQ has been pumped by the AI narrative. And all these AI models require massive, massive, massive computing power. Because what happens is you've got to take a model, you've got to train it with a whole lot of data, and then you need to process all this data and you need computing power to do it. And that is how these AI agents become smarter. And then the more data they get, the more you've got to retrain the models, the more you retrain the models, the more GPUs you need. So the reality is that if we think that the future is going to be AI, then we need a shitload of computing power. We need massive, massive, massive computing power. Problem is that we don't have the computing power. And so um, last week, we saw a headline from Sam Altman, where he said he's raising $7 trillion, or that he's looking to raise $7 trillion to solve the AI computer chip problem. The issue is that it's not actually only AI that requires computer chips. Everything that we're doing nowadays actually requires more and more and more computer chips. Like when you look at this and you look at Apple's Vision Pro and you look at metaverses and whatever else, what you realize is that the future is powered by GPUs, by computing power. Because remember, every time that you see a video that is rendered, you need to render that with computing power. It's a very, very, very expensive and very, very uh, costly, very costly and very time consuming process to process using these GPUs. Now, here's the problem. There are no GPUs. It's exactly that. Elon Musk says that GPUs are harder to buy than drugs. And he also claimed that it seems like everyone and their dog is buying GPUs at this point. Mark Zuckerberg said he is buying, um, he said he's buying 350,000 NVIDIA machines. In fact, this is a, a, a grid just to show you about how these sh the shipments are of, 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 of uh, GPUs are. And the reality is that the worst part of this whole thing is that there is no end in sight. So as the CEO of uh, NVIDIA said, there is no immediate end in sight for GPU supply crunch. The market leader makes up 60 to 70% said, there's just no way that we're going to do this. We live, in a, we live in a capacity-constrained world where we have to use creativity to wedge things together, mix things together, and balance things out. So this is where we're at. We need all this computing power, and there is no computing power. And it's not like you can just go to China and say, hey, just make me a chip. 
These things are very complicated to make, and they just cannot get the number of chips. <clears throat> and as we say here, as I said here, we need to be in, we need creativity to wedge things together, and that's where crypto actually comes in, because crypto is the only way that people who don't know each other can collaborate with each other and make sure that they can be paid in a trustless way. Which means that if I have GPUs and Dan has GPUs and you have GPUs, we can sell those GPU power, that GPU power to someone that we don't even know because it's in a trustless world. And we do this obviously using smart contracts. And that's why I think that crypto may actually be the only real solution to this problem. Because if you're in a world where GPUs are supply constrained and we cannot create any more GPUs. The only way to get computing power is to get it from people who have excess computing power distributed around the globe in a trustless way. It's literally the only way that I can think of solving this problem. I've seen other people trying to solve this problem. They go to eBay, they buy old GPUs, they change the, the RAM. It's crazy what, the, what, what these guys are doing. And the, the amounts that they're trying to charge for these are ridiculous. Possibly the only real solution here is crypto. And there are actually a whole lot of tokens in crypto that are solving the solution. Problem is that there's a whole lot of tokens that people think are solving the solution and they're not. There are also a whole lot of tokens that claim to be solving the solution, but they're not. So today I want to dig into the tokens that are actually real and potentially solving the solution. And I want to break them apart from the ones that are not real and, solve, and, and not solving the solution. Now, the ones that are real and solving the solution, to be honest, I'm going all in on because I don't see any other way for this GPU shortage to resolve. And I don't see the AI revolution slowing down. And I don't see uh, the, the metaverse and the rendering revolution uh, slowing down. And therefore, I think if, if the only solution is crypto, this is one of those crypto narratives that I can actually put some chips on. So let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good projects, the bad projects, uh, the ones that claim that they're doing it, the ones that, 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 that are actually doing it. Let's actually do a deep dive. And as usual, what we've done is we've made a beautiful spreadsheet for you guys. It's already been dropped into Frontrunners, uh, which is our, our, our exclusive Discord group. It is dropped. We will drop it for everybody else after the show. Uh, Frontrunners guys did get it a little bit before the show. So let's talk about the tokens in this and let's separate the good from the bad. Let's start off with Akash. So to be honest, full disclosure, I was invested in Akash in the last cycle. And as with many of these, pro these projects, Last cycle, in fact, most of the projects that you see here today were actually born last cycle or even in the previous cycle. And for a long time, they never had product market fit. And the reason why they had no product market fit is because this AI revolution hadn't come as quickly as it, as it came. And so to be honest, in the last cycle, I held on to Akash and I actually held on to one of the other tokens that we're going to talk about today. And I just like, didn't, didn't believe that there'd ever be a product market fit. Then what I did was I made the fatal mistake and I sold my tokens in the bear market because I got squeezed. And then AI revolution came and this is what I missed. I'm telling you the truth because, because you guys need to know the truth. So <clears throat> Akash is one of these, uh, it's, it's probably a good lesson for you guys to hold on to tokens through the cycle. I mean, I held on to Akash for so long um, and I, I probably should have held it. Anyway, we're, so Akash is the, probably the biggest <clears throat> the biggest, the, or in the front of the pack for this GPU race, the real GPU race. And you can see that Binance wrote about it in one of their, one of their, one of their reports. 
<coughs> they say, Akash enables users to deploy their own cloud infrastructure or sell idle cloud resources to others. Akash has likened itself to the Airbnb for server hosting. It's established a marketplace that allows um, users to lease computing resources from each other. Now you can see that it's already up and running. They have active leases. They've got 2,111 active leases in the last seven days. Um, and you can see that that number is actually growing fast. So they just keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. And they've got a great dashboard where you can go and see exactly how much money they're making, how much they've spent, how many new leases have opened, how much they've made in the last 24 hours. What you'll notice is that you'll notice that they've only made $1,720 in the last uh, uh, 24 hours. And if you look at their market cap, their market cap is just under a billion dollars on a fully diluted basis. So they are very much at the front of this GPU race. They're one of the best ones in the space today, but it is very, very, very early days. And if you want to go get more data, go to uh, Deepin Ninja. You'll, you can see this chart and you can actually see exactly how much money these guys are making on a, on a day-to-day basis and who's real and who's not real. So that's, that's the first one. So the first one, which to be honest, at a billion dollars fully diluted, I still think that there may be some upside, but I'm not rushing in like a crazy mofo. Akash is probably a good one to be looking at. Next one is Render. Now, we all know Render. We've been speaking about Render for a while. We're the only channel that I think bought it to you at 57 cents, or at least that's when I bought my Render. And Render also uses decentralized GPUs. But the only thing is that up until recently, they've only been using it to render metaverse and videos and stuff like that. Only very, very recently did they do this thing called RMP007, which basically allowed easier GPU access, faster AI project development, and a boost for AI innovation. So they came from a rendering background, and they use now GPUs for, um, for uh, 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 AI rendering as well. So also another very good one, if you look at their, if you look at their market cap, let's quickly go look at their market cap, uh, RNDR, render, um, slightly down in the day, but I want to show you just, so they've got a fully diluted valuation of $3 billion, but they've got a big established partnership base with Apple, Adobe, Marvel, and they do not only AI, but also they do normal rendering. Um, as it says here, it says Render already had a narrative uh, of GPU market for, for AI, but at its core, it's built by Oto, who specialized in rendering and video images. With the release of Sora from OpenAI, the OG narrative behind Render has a second win too, and I agree with that. And you can see that Render is actually coming up to its previous all-time high. So Render is one of the only projects that's actually catching up to its previous all-time high from the last cycle. And that's because in the last cycle, they only had the metaverse narrative. And in the last cycle, we brought it to you and we said, Who's going to render the metaverse? Now we're saying who's going to render the metaverse, who's going to render Vision Pro, and who's going to train all these AI models. And I think that render is beautifully, beautifully, beautifully positioned to do this. So that's another good player in the space. A third player in the space is a company or a protocol called AOS. So I don't know if you guys know AOS. Let me get, let, let me get us the, uh, the protocol. So AOS has a fully diluted market cap of $242 million. It is, at its heart, not exactly an AI GPU rental shop. Uh, AIs is a comprehensive infrastructure solution for Web3 storage, decentralized AI computation, live streaming, and video on demand. Now, again, this is one of those tokens that we invested in the last cycle. Couldn't find a product market fit. Held it all the way down. And then I never, ever sell tokens, but somewhere in the, the end of the, or the bottom of the, bull ma- of the bear market, I sold my tokens like an asshole. And then I missed this entire, entire, entire pump, which took it up from, I think it went up. Well, let's, let's actually work out what the loss that I took was. 
Again, I'm, I lost the 2,000%. Uh, I lost 2,000%. And the irony is that I held it all the way from here uh, and I held it for the whole bear market and, and I went and sold it somewhere over here like a real asshole. Anyway, AOS is essentially or was started as a YouTube type competitor that is completely decentralized. And the reality is that when it comes to AI, their AI storage um, uh, uh, protocol or their AI decentralized computing is actually only coming later on. So it's actually not currently not actually uh, available, but is coming later on in the year. So look out for the launch of that. But for now, you need to know the truth. And the truth is that they are not actually rendering uh, or using any GPUs. GPU support is only coming in Q2, as you can see uh, in the spreadsheet over here, which we will publish for you guys. All right, that brings me to another one, one that we've been speaking about for a few days, but we've actually been speaking about it in a different context, and that is Filecoin. Now, Filecoin is actually a storage protocol. It's not actually a GPU protocol. So remember, computers are made up of processing power and then storage space. Filecoin goes for storage space, but they do have a partnership with, uh, with, another, with a protocol um, which is called io.net. Now, io.net is a very, very, very interesting protocol. This protocol is not exactly a, a, a file storage, a, a GPU a sharing protocol, but they are aggregators. So almost think about it like, like Uniswap and OneEdge. Like a DEX aggregator, they go and find where the best place for you to rent, to, to, to use, to get GPUs is, and they they basically transmit the orders to these different um, providers. And so that product is called io.net. Relax, there is no token yet. They call it the internet of, of GPUs. I think this is one of the most promising projects in the space. There is no, all engineers can now seamlessly access hundreds of thousands of GPUs in io.net's official network with a click of one button. Um, they can choose what type of GPUs, and I'll show you, I'll actually show you a dashboard in a couple of seconds. They've got part, this io.net has got partnerships with Render, partnerships with Filecoin. And when they were asked when token, the answer is around the Bitcoin halving. Stay tuned. So look, looking around March, April, there will actually be a token here. So that's another one. It's called io.net. You can't invest in it yet, but you've got to keep your eyes open for it. Because I think that the, the, the aggregator of GPUs is going to be a very, very, very powerful protocol. Let's talk about a few more that you can actually invest in now. So... As I said, a lot of the tokens actually came from last cycle and the whole of last cycle were kind of neglected and then they actually started growing. One of those, which by the way, I absolutely love is Nasana. Nasana is on Solana. They are the most cost-effective GPU grid with zero lock-in developed and customized for AI uh, inference and workloads. Here's the chart. You can see that if you held it, the whole of the bear market had all those other charts and then this narrative crept up in November and bang, now look where we are. We're back at, at $3. The market capitalization, 304, uh, $304 million. The, um, let's quickly look at the amount of that they've actually got. I think that they are on testnet. They've got 92 GPUs and they currently are on testnet. So you can see they're currently on testnet. They've got 92 GPUs online relative to Filecoin. But remember, Filecoin is, 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 is very um, not exactly this kind of player. Render, 3,814 GPUs. Akash, 190,000 GPUs. Nasana, 92, but still in testnet, still in testnet. AOS, none, because remember, they're only launching their support uh, later on in the year. All right, let's talk about another project that's coming up. 
And I think that this one that's coming up is the one that you've really, really got to keep your ears very, very, very close to the ground. I spoke to developers in this project. I know the devs in this project because I invested in one of their previous projects. These guys are super, super, super smart. It's a project called GPU.net. So that is GPU.net, decentralized GPU network for whatever you want, rendering graphics, training AI. Very, very, very cool dashboard. You can pre-book, you can see, you can choose I want to pre-book one NVIDIA AG10 and I want to, uh, for $1 an hour, you can rent it, you can pre-book it. And this is kind of like what their dashboard looks like. And they already have data centers actually running. Uh, they just don't have a token. Their token's probably coming out much, much, much later this year. They've raised a lot of money. This is the one that you need to keep your eyes open on. Because if you can get into this one early, I think this is the one that, to me, seems like it's the, it's the, the most... Uh, promising of the ones that's coming to the market. In fact, both of these, so io.net and gpu.net are both uh, amazing, amazing, amazing projects that are coming onto the market. Okay, then we have a whole lot of other projects. So there's a project called, let's we can look at it here. I think I've got one, one other one first here. Project called Kudos, market cap $206 million. What do they do? A highly scalable blockchain computing network. Uh, Kudos unites cloud and blockchain to empower enterprises. So again, they probably do most of it the same thing. Um, this is their price performance. Also had this amazing bounce in, in actual price performance. They've got a whole lot of data centers, but I think that only seven of their data centers actually do GPUs. So um, it's not full, full, full GPU. Some of it's actually only CPUs. They've got 183, uh, 183 uh, GPUs online. GPU support only added last month um, to their data centers as of now. So that's another one. Okay, then we have another small project, which is called a smaller project, which is called Aleph. So it's A-L-E-E-P-H dot I-M. Um, they, again, are only bringing GPU support from what I heard. They're only bringing GPU support later. So you can listen to what they said here. The, um, the hypervisor technology we use uh, inside the nodes to support the confidential VM, and then it will be the same that will be reused for the GPU support. Um, ideally, early 2024, and so they claim that they we bring are out... already in talks with a few data center providers. So they're going to bring out support uh, in, uh, later on in 2024. And you can see, let's just quickly look at what their market cap is. So Aleph, this mustn't be, you mustn't confuse this with, uh, with um, Alephium. I've done that before, actually. So you can see that the, the fully diluted valuation, 200 million. But remember, they don't have any GPUs online yet there are a couple of other projects there's a project called claw claws a very 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 interesting uh project they've got a very impressive number of gpus online i don't remember the exact number um yeah 14,990 gpus online gpu rental up and running adding claw storage in q1 so they're actually going uh the the storage route in in q1 so um so that's that's another one that actually looks promising and then there's one which I was debating whether or not I should talk about it. It is a project from the previous cycle. It's a project called Gollum. Now, Gollum is a project that raised a lot of money in the previous cycle. They've got a lot of money in their treasury, tons and tons and tons of cash in their treasury. Someone said, I think Joe said saying like 170,000 ETH or something. They've got like stupid money in their treasury. Um, and this project hasn't actually done much. Um, I looked for as much information. They said GPU integration into the Gollum platform is currently underway. But what I did see, they raised 820,000 ETH in 2016. Imagine that. So in 2016, they raised 820,000 ETH. If they just held their treasury, which I'm assuming that they did just hold their treasury, then today they've got themselves a whole lot of money. And what happened today? Now, 
you can see here, let me just show you Gollum. In the last couple of days, all of a sudden people have woken up to Gollum. So you can see today it's at 36.6 cents. Uh, but let me take you back three months and you can just see there's been a pump in the last couple of days because I think people are now starting to realize, hold on, Gollum's got a lot of money. The concern I have around Gollum is that this product hadn't done anything in, in so long. Why do I trust them now to actually launch? But that said, look, there is a lot of, of hype around it and the Koreans have actually been degening into it. I didn't degen as much as I thought I, I, I may actually get into this. I don't degen into a project which has done this in the last couple of days. That's just way, 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 way too scary for me. So that is the analysis. That is, here is the spreadsheet. We will publish the spreadsheet for you guys. You can see that there are some good projects. Most of these projects are old projects uh, which have been developing. Uh, a lot of these projects are still adding support. So the market's pricing them as if they actually have it, but they're still adding support. So you've got, as I said, like you've got ARs, which again, great project, but they don't actually have GPU support yet. Um, Aleph as well, great project, but don't actually have GPU support. You do have some that do have it already. Render has it, Akash has it, Gollum, it's still coming. Nasana actually does have it in testnet. Kudos, they do have it. Uh, Claw, they do have it. GPU.net, that's the one that you want to be looking at. And a project called Octospace, which also has services up and running. They've got 217 uh, GPUs actually up and running. We will publish the spreadsheet for you guys below so that you can study it in your own time. But the important thing for me was to show you that there's not many real world problems that I really believe are being solved by crypto and can only be solved by crypto. And this is one of those narratives where I just think that it can only really, really be solved by crypto. And so I think we've got to get in. Uh, I'm not saying go crazy, but I think you've got to be cognizant of it. Let's watch the NVIDIA results today because that may give us the buying opportunities that we need. Um, Let's see what else is going on in the market. So let's quickly go back to our bubbles. Remember to predict in the Bitcoin competition. Go to Banter Bubbles. Uh, by the way, while, while you're there, you can go and check our newsroom. This is where all of our researchers live and we publish our news all the time and it, it gives you an opportunity to watch the news and actually see the moves in the prices. And today the moves in the prices look terrible. Filecoin's down 9.52%. Starknet, I told you Starknet would have a problem down to 170, which is, I told you these guys would have a, a problem. I think it's going to carry on going down. I think it's going to go under a $10 billion market cap. Um, what else is actually going down? Everything else is, looks like it's actually going down. Bitcoin uh, struggling to keep that 51,000. Let's hope that this dip continues. Let's just hope that we get one more buying opportunity um, before, before all of this. Um, one other thing, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I, I know that you guys are all farming airdrops. I need you guys to be very, very, very careful because there's a new hack going around and what they do is you think that you're farming for an airdrop. It says they swap ownership of your wallet at the program level. Like most scams, it relies on phishing. You sign something on, an, on a legitimate website that pretends to be a real entity in the space. Usually it resembles Jupiter or something like Saga, which is now farming an airdrop. And then as soon as you do that, you actually give them permission to... Um, to so where, he says, but whereas 90% of these sites are usually just drain you, this is a new hack. It's, one, it's, it's uh, more nefarious. It prevents you from accessing or transferring out future items like airdrops. It actually, not only it locks you out and prevents you from moving stuff. Be careful. If you are farming airdrops, be super, super, super careful. Just, I just want to just see something here because uh, I see more and more, more and more and more airdrop videos coming out. Um, okay, I do see this. So if you are farming airdrops, do me a favor. Do, do, do something right now. And I wasn't going to show a sponsor, but I'm going to actually show a sponsor. Go to NordVPN. 
get NordVPN to mask your IP address and get the, the threat protection, the one that identifies the malicious sites for you. Because if you don't and you get caught in one of these airdrops, you're the asshole. You're the asshole. You, if you get caught in this airdrop, because you're all trying to farm airdrops like mofos, but you're not protecting yourselves, go and get... Did you put it? Can you put a threat protect link under? Yeah, click on on this NordVPN link at the bottom of the video, and Josh put up a threat protect link as well. You need both the VPN and you need the threat protector. Otherwise, you can still get caught in those things. Um, lastly, if you do want to protect your sovereign identity online, remember that this is me. It's it's root protocol, but it's called isme.is, and you can basically register like run noin is me. But I've already got that one, so you can't have that one. Crypto man run is me, but I've already got that one too. Um, but go and register your is me because this will become your sovereign identity online. This will become your sovereign identity online. This is a great protocol that's actually solving this identity thing online. Uh, chaps, I will see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.